The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and he was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Life of Pi, a film released in 2012 based on the novel, tells the story of a boy named Pi Patel. Pi's family owned a zoo in India. When Pi was 16, his father decides that the family will move to Canada and sell the zoo animals. So the family sets out in a ship and with all the animals. And one night there's a big storm and the ship begins to flounder. Pi frantically searches for his family. But a crew member throws him into a 26-foot lifeboat and... Pi watches helplessly as the ship sinks. Pi survives, but the rest of his family and the crew does not. After the storm, Pi finds himself in the lifeboat, and it turns out that Pi is not alone on this lifeboat. There's also a zebra, an orangutan. Suddenly, a hyena emerges from the tarp covering half the boat and kills the zebra and orangutan. And then, a 450-pound Bengal tiger comes out of the tarp and kills the hyena. So here's Pi, already having lost his family in the shipwreck, is stranded on this lifeboat, and just when he thought it couldn't get much worse, he's now stuck with this ferocious tiger. I mean, imagine it for a moment, having everything stripped away from you, and then being stranded in the middle of the ocean with a tiger. He then builds a small raft to stay on in order to keep a safe distance from the tiger, he realizes that he must be, need to um, feed the tiger in order to protect himself, so he begins fishing, collecting rainwater for both of them to drink. So far it's working. He feeds the tiger and doesn't become tiger bait. At one point, the tiger jumps into the water to hunt fish, and at first, Pi wants to just let it drown. But then he helps it climb back into the boat. Eventually, he trains the tiger to the point that he can go back on the lifeboat, and he discovers that his caring for the tiger is actually keeping him alive. What is striking about this story is what Pi goes through spiritually as he's out there in the sea for 227 days with a tiger. His situation is like adding insult to injury. There are many times that you couldn't imagine it getting any worse for Pi, and then it does. Bit by bit, everything around Pi gets stripped away until he has nothing left. There are times he cries out to God, What more do you want? And it's when he has nothing left. Starving. Wasting away the sun beating down on him. The hungry tiger lurking constantly. It's when he comes to the brink that he comes face to face with God. It's when he has everything stripped away that it becomes clear that he is not in control, that God is. 
So this time of trial and struggle actually ends up strengthening his faith. Pi says, God, I give myself to you. I am your vessel. Whatever comes, I want to know. Show me. Even though he has nothing left, it is in the beauty of nature out there on the sea, Pi feels the presence and power of God. And out there, Pi confronts his fears. And it turns out that which he feared, that 450-pound tiger, was the very thing that helped him to survive. Now, you probably haven't been stuck out in the ocean with a tiger, but we've all been through times of struggle, times where, there, where things we held dear were stripped from us. We could call it a wilderness period in our life. Indeed, this past year of pandemic has been a wilderness period. But like Pi, oftentimes it is in those very times that everything is stripped away that our faith is renewed. It is at those times when we are most vulnerable that we have no choice but to put our trust in God. In today's Gospel from Mark, Jesus goes through a time of struggle out in the wilderness for 40 days. Everything is stripped away. Hunger sets in. And there Jesus is tested. Mark's account has the unique detail that Jesus was with the wild beasts. Not sure if it was a Bengal tiger, but maybe lions or leopards or wolves. Why does Mark mention this? Well, it accentuates that this is the wilderness and the desolation and danger of that place. Even though the danger lurked, Jesus was unhurt by the wild animals. Scholars also point to a connection with Adam, who lived with the wild beasts in paradise, unhurt by them, that is until sin messed everything up. But this would speak to how Jesus comes to restore things to the harmony and goodness that God intended in creation. Today is the first Sunday in the season of Lent, and this is what Lent is. Forty days out in the wilderness to strip things away in order that we would learn anew how to really trust and rely on God, to grow in our faith, to remove ourselves from all the distractions in order that we would more clearly focus on God and God's ways. This is why Lent is a time of fasting. Normally we give up something, not things that we would rather do without, like kale or dentists or taxes. But le this Lent, it feels like, what, what more can I give up? We've given up so much since the pandemic began nearly a year ago. We've lost loved ones, health, jobs, routines, in-person gatherings and church. In some ways, it seems like Lent 2020 never ended. But the point of fasting is that it is in the absence of something that brings us closer to God. It drives us into the hands of the Creator. It forces us to deal with the reality that we are not self-sufficient and realize how much we need God. Fasting is a way of humbling ourselves, as the 35th Psalm says, I humbled myself with fasting. Now the tempter wanted Jesus to focus on himself and, and his needs. Turn this stone into bread, Jesus. But fasting reorients us. It causes us to, instead of focusing inward, focus outward. 
Instead of focusing on ourselves, to focus on others and their needs. Jesus could have turned that stone into bread for Himself, but later Jesus multiplies bread to help others to feed 5,000 people. As the pandemic hit last year, the church I serve, St. Andrew San Andres in West Chicago, we saw how our largely Latinx community was adversely impacted and it moved us outward and compelled us to start drive through food distributions every week on Saturdays. And thanks to many partnerships, including our neighboring Lutheran churches, we're able to share food and resources with over 300 families a week. The prophet Isaiah gets to this point about fasting being about looking beyond ourselves to focus on others when he says in chapter 58, It is not this the fast I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Now the prophet is warning that if your fast hasn't changed you and how you treat others, then you're doing it wrong. It starts with contrition by emptying yourself. It starts with ash on our brows and remembering that we are dust. It starts by acknowledging our own complicity in systems of injustice, in systems that call essential workers heroes yet refuse to pay them a living wage. As a white person, it means acknowledging my complicity in systemic racism. Isaiah concludes that the result of the fast is that then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and He will say, Here I am. Then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose water never fails. This is the kingdom of God breaking through. This is the restoration of things to the harmony and goodness God intended in creation. And so, beloved, as we fast, may we remember that we are not immortal, that we are fragile and therefore dependent on God. And may this wilderness time help us to grow in our faith and may it move us outward. May our fasting bring us closer to God and then like pie, we can't help but to declare, God, I give myself to you. I am your vessel. Whatever comes, I want to know. Show me. Amen.